You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network, and you are tuning in on a Friday, which means it's Flashback Friday time, the time of the week where we go into the vaults of Survivor Oz to find a classic episode that we want you to hear. In fact, you actually voted to hear this one. You chose quite unanimously, actually, to hear our classic chat with the esteemed Mr. Mark Burnett, the man behind bringing the show that we know and love to US screens and, of course, the world, uh, hence why I'm talking to you from not inside the US. And this arguably was one of maybe the biggest chat we were ever able to land on Survivor Oz, just in terms of the scale of the person. Uh, we, we often put out requests for pretty much everyone and anyone, whoever we could get, and the worst that generally could happen is they could say no. So... The fact that Mark Burnett's people said yes was quite a bit of a shock, and we gladly took up the opportunity. And in this chat, it's going to be quite an interesting one, and some of this is actually going to be quite relevant to uh, 2019, especially when it comes to talking about an all-winners season. And you can understand, this interview was recorded uh, several years ago, well before this was even officially announced. So some of this may come across as dated, particularly when it comes to the future of the show, uh, and also other editions, like future editions as well. So uh, very interesting chat but you voted for this one, the Mark Burnett chat that we had back in the days of Survivor Oz. You're going to listen to it right now. Mark Burnett has become a household name over the last decade for changing the face of TV, with a career that has earned him four Emmys, four People's Choice Awards, and even a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. His shows The Apprentice, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader, and The Voice US have become mega hits around the world, and he's also the man behind Survivor, bringing the format to America in the year 2000 and helping create the genre known as reality TV. And in a rare interview given exclusively to Survivor Oz, he talks about the future of Survivor beyond season 26, his love of Australia and bringing further formats out here in the future, as well as telling us what the tiebreaker situation would be in the event of a tie in the final tribal council, and future season prospects, including one set in the snow, an all-winner season, and even a season on Mars. Mark, massive honour to have you here on the show. Well, I'm so glad to be with you, and I love Survivor so much, you know, and I don't do a lot of interviews like this, but... I know how much you also love the show, and I love that you have a radio show about it, and um, it's an honour to speak with you. Well, I will say, we uh, we obviously get a lot of requests for all the uh, the various Survivor contestants, but uh, pretty much amongst the two biggest people we always get asked questions for is to get yourself and Jeff on, so we obviously uh, we appreciate your time, Mark. But I will say, obviously, it's such a a fan of Survivor. It's the 25th season that is on air now. As I said in the intro, 12 years ago it started. Could you ever have imagined that it would be going on for so long with such success? No, I remember, first of all, doing the first season, just loving the thought of it, imagining it, and just getting it made. I didn't care if I ever made a penny from it. I just wanted to do it, and I just felt it was all the romance of you know Lord of the Flies, Robinson Crusoe, Swiss Family Robinson and just great stuff, you know, and then I remember getting to season three and talking to Leslie Moonves, the head of CBS, and saying on an escalator going to some press thing and said, Wow, hard to believe season three, huh? And he said to me, Season three? We'll be making season 23. (laughs) I just laughed. I just laughed. Well, on air right now, in America on Wednesdays, and beating 
Simon Cowell's X Factor in viewers is Survivor Season 25. Mm, it's an absolutely incredible feat. It's just actually started here in Australia this week, Mark, number 25. And uh, I know, obviously, in just saying what you were about the, the Robinson Crusoe factor and Lord of the Flies, I know you've also spoken in the past a lot about the adventure aspect of the show that has appealed for you. How hard is it to try and come up with fresh locations and new ideas for every single season that comes around? Oh, I have a great team. You know, a lot of my team are Australians. You know that, mm. um, you know, and Lisa Francis, who's you know one of the most important producers, who runs Survivor um, logistically, financially, and just brilliant producers, Australian. And you know, I was on the phone with her for ages yesterday, talking about, well, what should we do next? You know, it's fun. It's like being a kid and getting out of the atlas. You know, it's fun. Yeah, well, I mean, so many different countries around the world we've seen. Uh, of course, even right here in Australia, Mark, I mean, season two has uh, gone down, really, as, as one of the all-time greats. I, I think that um, travelling the world as much as you have, Mark, I mean, it must be uh, a fun thing to do to be able to see all the different cultures, wouldn't it? Yes, yes. And, you know, you know, I, I love Australia, by the way. And I made Eco Challenge, a previous show of mine in Australia, and then... In the same region, in far north Queensland, is where we made the second season of Survivor, the Australian Outback, up on the Herbert River. And just had a great time. And yes, from then on, it's just just been beautiful. I'd love to come back to Australia one day at Survivor again. I just love Oz. And it's uh, been great fun, you know. And this season with Philippines, it's just been beautiful. I've loved the look and the feel of it, and it's been a great fun. Mm, we'd definitely love to see you uh, come back to Australia. I'll give you an idea, Mark. Survivor Tasmania. I'm from Tasmania. We've got some stunning locations here. You could film it in our uh, in our wilderness. How does that sound? Sounds cold. <laughs> I don't think it's uh, quite that cold when it comes to uh, summer months. It's, it's one of the questions, though, that we got a lot, and I'm sure you get a lot still, is... Uh, Will there ever be a cold version? Now, we recently saw in Norway, I believe, they completed a cold Expedition Robinson season. Now, is this something that you've seen them do successfully now? It could be on the cards for the US, or it just will never happen? I never say never, but, you know, part of the fun and the vicarious island experience of Survivor is the tropics. Mm. So, never say never, but I, I love the idea of doing it in the tropics and I feel like it works you know there comes a point where you're doing things just for the sake of it and I don't want to do that I love Survivor I'd rather it ended rather than do something stupid with a loved franchise. Mm, yeah, it's a, a very good point. Now, another question that we did get a lot of people asking in about, um, the, I mean, the future of Survivor, I mean, you mentioned, obviously, Season 25 uh, beating uh, the X Factor over there in the States. Do you think it will continue uh, much longer after Season 26? And if someone like Jeff was to ever say, I don't want to host anymore, is there a future without Jeff Probst as a host of the show? I don't want to think about that. It's- one of my best friends, you know. <laughs> I mean, I love Jeff, you know, and um, Jeff and his wife, and me and Roma, my wife, hang out. So I don't want to even think about that, you know. No reason to assume that Jeff loves it, I love it. I'm, I'm sure we'll just keep doing it together, you know. Um, and uh, how long it goes on, I don't know, you know. As long as people want to watch it, and, <clears throat> you know, th- this season's doing great. And, 
next season is fantastic. So I, I, I feel like there's every reason it'll continue, but it's a blessing, you know. Eventually, everything does end, you know, and uh, the survival always live on, right? You know, for many, many people. And at the moment, it's going as strong as ever. I mean, it is the number one show in viewers at 8 o'clock on Wednesday night in the United States of America, mm. which is amazing for the 25th season. Mm, absolutely. Well, we obviously uh, wish it all the best and hope it continues. Now, we'll get to some more listener questions in just a second. Uh, one Again, another one that we collectively got a lot for. Uh, I think people were mentioning back for Season 8 on All Stars that um, you mentioned you wrote down 24 people straight away that you wanted to see come back. Now, we saw 18 of those return. A lot of people are intrigued, Mark. Who were those other six that you wrote down potentially to come back for? the all-star season i'd rather save that you never know i might i, I might need that <laughs> you might need them for future all-star seasons <laughs> never know. But, but, but that's way, a very good I, point way, i should tell you something you never know so it might come out of this call but so i have every buff or um from survivor except for two right so I, and the two i don't have which is someone found them I'd appreciate it, is the yellow Vanuatu buff and a blue All-Stars buff. Right. There you go. Well, I think we'll get someone on the lookout for you there, Mark, and we'll get... No, you never know. You never know. Because, I mean, you know, there's been 88 buffs in total, you know, um, including some that were never used, by the way, so you wouldn't even know about those. And there was the 10-year celebration one. But of the ones that have been on television... The blue All-Stars buff and the yellow Vanuatu buff are the two I don't have in my collection. Wow. Well, we'll get someone onto that because I know one of our Oslets, uh, one of our helpers on this show, Mark, uh, Troy, he actually owns every single buff in the history of Survivor. So I think I'll be on the phone to him after this interview and ask him to send you one. I can't take... I can't... I can't have someone else's collection diminished, though. So I wouldn't accept that. But if someone had... If it's a spare one or something, but... Or if someone else wants to... To, to give it to me, that'd be great. But you know, you never know. Help Mark burn it out. We'll we'll do that. Now, the listener questions, as I said, we got tons of these sent in, absolute hundreds of them. So I'll just get to a few of them for you now. Now, um, Enrico of the Philippines, uh, as well as a few other people, asked. Now, again, probably don't want to give too much away, Mark. But what are the possibilities we might ever see in all winners season of Survivor? Everything's possible. You know. So uh, I mean, it, it's. Everything's possible, and we've thought about all kinds of things. Um, you know, people also move on with their lives and have jobs and various things. So it's not all, it's not, doesn't always always work out. But the idea is a good idea, of course. Mm, yeah, definitely one that gets talked to that a lot about. Uh, Natalie Barbarina of Canada wants to know, which big moves in the history of the show, Mark, have been amongst some of your favourites? Well, not, fa- <laughs> not favourite, because I agree with it. I want to caveat with that. But it's really... I'm just laughing thinking about it. It's really hard to forget Johnny Fairplay mm-hmm. dying about, you know, a death in his family. You know, it, it's unbelievable, really, someone would even do that. But 
I, I don't endorse that or condone that, but it just made me laugh thinking about it. But in retrospect, because actually I believed it too at the moment when he was said it. Mm, yeah, geez, I, was it... There, I was there. I was there watching. And I actually believed it myself. Wow, there you go. He certainly had you fooled, then. He had a lot of other people fooled. Uh, another question, Connor Mayhar of New Zealand. Now, I was talking about uh, Survivor t- um, Tasmania before. He's uh, giving you the suggestion of uh, New Zealand for a future Survivor location, Mark. Great idea. Love New Zealand. Shot Eco Challenge there in the Southern Alps. Um, my wife made a, a TV movie there. We love it. Um, it's all a matter of the time of the year um, that you need to be far north, North Island, and you need to be in you know, December, January, February sort of time for the, you know this tropical feeling. And it's hard to do it when we typically shoot around the summers, mm. but great location great place thank you Connor for that one uh, now another one here too Kurt with a K that's all he said his name was uh, wants to know will we ever see tribal council footage of Greg Buis that he messed with and uh, can you elaborate a little bit more on what Greg actually did back in Borneo what did, oh, wow that's a long way back <laughs> oh, I love him I think he he was so smart and so funny oh I know what it was I just remembered um, it was it was us as the producers taking ourselves too seriously and the fact that, if I remember correctly, he was from some really, really smart guy. I think he went to Brown University or something in, in Rhode Island. And just to be honest with what happened, I believe. Mm, yes, yes. I believe his ego, I believe his ego got the better of him <laughs> and decided, didn't like the idea of being voted out, so the whole thing was stupid and tried to make a big joke out of it <laughs> as it was voted off, and we decided not to show that because we were new ourselves and wanted everyone to be more serious. Right now, we probably would have shown it because, you know, it is what it is now. People love Survivor, everyone knows, but I believe he made some silly comment about being on a TV show and as a result of being embarrassed of being voted out. That's what I recall from that night. We actually um, tracked down Greg, and we uh, interviewed him earlier this year, actually, and um, was very popular, and he was, he was very good to chat to. We'd uh, definitely love to see him back. Now, a few people actually, too, Mark, asking uh, Australian listeners um, in terms of local versions of Australian formats. Now, we've recently seen uh, The Apprentice do quite well here, and obviously uh, The Voice, which I know you're involved in in the US, huge show this year in Australia. Uh, what, what's some future potential for other formats here in Australia for your shows and could we ever see an Australian survivor perhaps again in the future? Well yeah I, I love Australia and you know with so many considerations that yeah we had a great time there and I personally love it so you know and what a brilliant country right so no no question um, that would be great and yes I am I am working I can't reveal but I am working on some other shows which we are going to do in Australia. In fact, I was meeting um, uh, with people we work with from Fremantle um, in France last week. Brilliant. Um, and, you know, we're talking about stuff we're doing. So I'm not sure it's been announced, so I don't want to speak out and preempt press announcements. But, yes, um, think about Australia a lot. Love doing work in Australia. Um, and so, yes, there, there are some shows of formats that we're going to be doing in Australia, for sure. Fantastic. We'll keep an eye out for that. Now, we'll get into our uh, five questions to wrap up in just a second, Mark, but just a couple more listener questions. Will Hatch wants to know, if the technology existed, would you ever do a season of Survivor on Mars? I, mean, I would have to be really aware 
what would be there, there would need to be a beach and some clear water for the underwater challenges. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, I think that would uh, that would make it interesting, and you'd want to have at least a few shots to be able to see some people in bikinis and and some shorts, wouldn't we? That's right. <laughs> now, another interesting question, actually, you're mentioning uh, the buffs before. Um, now, tribal colours. Sarah Casa of New Jersey wants to know why green hasn't been used as a colour since token chains. Uh, well, first of all, green's my favourite colour, but you know the the colour choices. Um, I uh, pretty much Jesse Jensen is also Australian uh, who runs the art department and production design on the show uh, makes those choices now so I better ask Jesse yes. how about another green one <laughs> yes because it's, it's interesting actually I, would, I wasn't even aware of that until uh, that was pointed uh, out to and, me and, and actually it's funny enough it's my favourite colour I wasn't aware of it either I mean, I've been so focused on looking for the two buffs that I don't have. <laughs> we'll see it green on our season 27. Well, we'll get into our five questions, Mark. Now, these are just a bit of fun that we always like to uh, wrap up. I will say thank you to everyone who did send the listener questions in, of course. Now, I'm bringing two questions back that we've retired because two of them I think you can answer personally, given you are the man behind the show, Mark. Now, the first one, how many cargo shirts in a season do you think Jeff Probst goes through? And we also want to know the chances of passing on our details to Jeff so we can ask him that question personally. Okay, I will email Jeff tonight and ask him, and I'll have someone email you back. <laughs> it's a funny question. Um, <laughs> you know, what the sad answer would be, one. <laughs> yes, he just has it washed. I don't know. I'll, I'll ask him. I'll Beautiful, ask. because um, as I said, we definitely get a lot of requests, so Mark, if you could uh, give us a... Give him a gentle push. That would be much appreciated. Uh, now, in the... Jeff, Jeff will respond. Jeff loves Survivor. Jeff loves the viewers and the fans. Of course, Jeff will respond. I'll email you later. Beautiful. I mean, Be if I don't hear from him tonight, I'll email you tomorrow. Beautiful, because I know Australians love Jeff. Now, uh, question number two for you, Mark. In the history of Survivor, what has been your favourite season and your least favourite season? Well, um, I don't have a least favourite. I'm not going to say that, because it just... You know, the... <laughs> but, but let me think. You know, I've... Wow, man. Um, favorite. I mean, depends if you mean personally or watching. I mean, just personally, um, hard to beat season one, right? I mean, this face it. I mean, it's like like a massive, new, and unique adventure, and um, it all began on Pulau Tigo, right? Uh, which people should go to if they can. I found Pulau Tigo, by the way from watching, and I believe, a National Geographic right. documentary called the, I believe it's called the Eagle and the Snake, which was a story about these sea snakes and these sea eagles, and the battle, you know, between the sea snakes trying not to get eaten by the eagles, and the eagles just, you know, existing by feeding their young on these sea snakes. Pulau Tiga, by the way, has more sea snakes, I believe, on a small part of it than any place in the world. I mean, thousands and thousands of sea snakes that come ashore every night. Anyway, it's a brilliant documentary. I had a great time there. Probably more information than your answer <laughs> wanted. And beyond that, uh, on a just beauty point of view, Palau was really, really stunningly beautiful. Um, and you know, that, that probably, just on a on a visually 
unusually beautiful point of view was great. I like those answers, and um, I, I know for a fact, uh, when you're talking about the sea snakes, obviously, we nearly saw Richard probably get bitten by one after handling that in the first ever season would have been very different. Uh, question number three. Now, another question we've pulled out of retirement, because again, this probably is the one person who could answer this question. If there was to be a tie in that final Tribal Council mark to decide the winner, how is it decided who wins the game? But- Final Tribal Council is always an odd number, though, of people, right? Well, with the final three, though, with, the, with, say, nine jury members, if you had one person voting for one, you could potentially have four votes for one and four votes for the other with the tie situation. Uh, so, yeah, you're right, you're right, actually. Um, well, we would do what we always do, where Jeff would then have the, the, the two tied people and Jeff would make the revote. Right, happen. so a revote then. By the way, it must be written in the rules because on the legal level there's got to be rules for everything. But, you know, the, what you find that happening, end up happening, logic does prevail and the rules become very logical. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, and that's what's been much fun all the time. You know, everything just needs to make sense. There's no arbitrary silly rules. You know, and I think probably that's also why people love the game. Mm, you know? Very true. It would be intriguing, actually. I mean, it's sort of never even really come close to that, but if it happens, Mark, we'd like to see it. Now, uh, our final two questions. Now, the part two, two-part question of question number four, which I know probably one of them you're not going to answer, are, in the history of the show, Mark, who has been the most deserving person never to have won and who has been the most undeserving winner or your least favourite winner? Right. Well, you know I'm not going to ask. The, I'm not gonna I know, ask I know you're not going to answer that one. <laughs> even though I, I, I know I'm not going to say that. It's not fair. <laughs> but the most deserving person, in my opinion, only my opinion, to have never won probably was Colby Dalton. Yes. Because, you know... You know, he did great, and he just made that choice at the end. But I, I believe Colby would have won it had he not made the choice. Mm, we get um, Colby does an- get answered a lot in that, and I think he was voted in the uh, top ten recently. Of uh, we had a big poll asking people who in the history of the show is the most deserving never to have won, and uh, very popular. Well, the final question for you today, Mark Burnett, in the, the, hist- the last question, I, I just saw it written down from you. <laughs> The greatest contestant of all yes. time. And you can answer that yourself. It's so obvious. Right? <laughs> it's going to be Richard? No. No, Rob, Sandra, come on. There's yes, usually a Rob. three. <laughs> Rob. There's not even a question. Boston Rob. By far. By far. Hands down. And I have to tell you, I have to tell you, I love that guy and Amber and their family and you know my son's at college in Boston and we often have dinner well, my son and myself and those guys, he, you know, he's just a great guy. I mean, what a, talk about a smart student of the game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, um, I haven't announced it yet on this show, Mark, but we're actually talking to Boston Rob and we're trying to get him lined up on the show. So I'll be sure to mention that straight to him, that uh, the man behind the show has voted him the greatest of all time. But I will say to you, Mark Burnett... Abs- I'm sure he knows that and thinks <laughs> that already himself. <laughs> Yes, I don't doubt that. If you had said Russell, God, his head would have exploded. Uh, We will say thank you very much, Mark, for your time here on the show. Absolute pleasure, mate. Good luck with everything, and I'm sure we will see Survivor on our screens for many years to come.
time yet. Thank you so much. I appreciate spending time with you. Bye-bye. And got to thank Mark Burnett for being on the show again several years ago. And um, fantastic to hear that chat again. So let us know your thoughts uh, hearing that chat all these years later. You might not have listened to it since we very first aired it. You might never have heard it at all. You might be new to the show. So welcome. And that's our chat with Mark Burnett. Let us know. Comment on our Facebook, Twitter posts, on our website, and just uh, let us know what your thoughts are. And we'll be putting up another vote for you to choose from tomorrow. Head to our Facebook page. You've got three days to vote between two different options. We might do something a little bit different this week in terms of who you want to hear, make it a little bit more open-ended, so stay tuned for that. And uh, Survivor coverage, of course, continuing. Uh, we've got plenty of stuff, exciting stuff coming uh, in the way of Survivor content. Australian Survivor Season 5, of course. Uh, season 6, sorry, is about to uh, kick off in about a week's time, so we will have uh, hopefully a preview episode of that coming sooner rather than later, and some other stuff planned throughout that season. Maybe not as extensive coverage as we have in the past, but at least some coverage, and that, of course, leading us up into Season 39 of US Survivor, Island of the Idols. Yes, you can try and say that without laughing still, uh, but still excited for that. And outside of Survivor, if you're one of our fans uh, who like listening to all our other content, uh, of course, uh, Lion King, our full review of the new one is coming out this weekend. Still not looking forward to seeing it. And our recap of the only one that should count, the 1994 animated classic, was posted yesterday uh, as we concluded our Disney live action month, even though it's sort of not a live-action one, but we had to do the original at least. Mondays, of course, we have Lost coverage, although this week we'll be taking a bit of a break from Lost and having a another week until we bring you a new episode. And Third Watch on Wednesdays and some other exciting content coming your way as well. And get excited, movie fans, because this year we've still got the two big ones to bring you a little later on from September onwards. Our Terminator coverage as we recap every single Terminator film in the lead-up to the new Terminator movie this year and the one that we're all excited for, the one that we've been begging and dying to do ever since we started the Oz Network, Star Wars. We are going to be recapping every single one of the ten official Star Wars movies in the lead-up to Episode Nine coming out in December this year. So lots of stuff still to come on the Oz Network, and we appreciate your time in listening to us. We would love to hear from you, not only on this episode, but please leave us some feedback. Rate us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify, wherever you listen to these podcasts from. We really would love to hear from you. All you have to do is click on the review section, leave us a star rating, leave us some words of wisdom, and that is all it takes. That simple, and we appreciate you doing that in advance. My name is Ben. Thanks for tuning in to Flashback Friday, and we will speak to you next time on The Oz Network. Thank you for listening to The Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.